Welcome to the Display the Gospel podcast, a place where we will explore topics related to the Christian life in order to demonstrate and declare the gospel as followers of Jesus. Thanks for tuning in. Well, thank you for tuning into the Display the Gospel podcast. My name is Brett Ricely, and I will be your host today. Um, at the time of this recording, there is a situation happening in our nation called the coronavirus. And I have no doubt that that is uh, something very relevant to you and has not escaped your attention. There's no way around it. It is, uh, it is everywhere in our country and around the world. And so it's a, it's a pretty relevant topic, and it has a lot of dynamics. Uh, it's a very nuanced um, conversation. And so what I wanted to do today is uh, just provide uh, my tiny little pastoral perspective um, on this coronavirus situation. And so I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not an expert in that field. So to offer a comment there would probably not be very helpful or very smart. And so what I can provide, though, is some of my thoughts from what I think the Bible has to say that informs um, my perspective of this. And I think as Christians, one of the most important things we can do in a time like this is to is to stop uh, for a second and back up from the situation and, and truly think biblically about any situation. I mean, that's the very definition of what it means to have a biblical worldview, is to see the world through the lens of the Bible, Scripture, that is divinely authored by God and, and informs our decisions, it informs our perspective and our decision-making, as well as the, um, the wisdom and discernment that we use in any situation. So uh, there's a lot of temptation in a, in a time like this to get incredibly uh, focused on a lot of different things, rather than uh, the perspective of what is God doing in this season of my life, as well as the life of our nation and our church or the, the world. And we get real sucked in real fast to things like fear, anxiety, or worry. Uh, the media sure doesn't help with that, uh, just depending on whatever side of the spectrum you come from. I think it's fair to say that there's a lot of over-exaggeration a lot of overhype, a lot of fear-inducing language, and a lot of other things that just simply aren't helpful. So, uh, for us as a Christian, as we hope to demonstrate and declare the gospel in a season like this, how should we think? How should we respond? And so, uh, I just want to offer a few thoughts, uh, a few points on that with a few scriptures that might be encouraging to you as you process this in your own way, uh, in your own life, and, and I understand you are obviously, everyone's in a different situation with uh, different challenges in the midst of this as well. Um, but I want to start with just by um, reminding us uh, that, 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 that Christians have been facing uh, trials and struggles and natural disasters or cultural upheaval of all sorts of kinds uh, pretty much since the beginning of time. And uh, so to, to label this a crisis, I think is probably fair. At the same time, crises are not new to believers, uh, the church, or even the world. Um, and so, I want to encourage you this morning, uh, today, or this evening, whenever you're listening to this, to remember that God is truly sovereign, He's truly in control, and He's very much present with you. And if you're a believer, then He's present in you through the Holy Spirit that will, lives inside of you. And so, at the same time, um, I don't want to be trite. In saying that, nor do I want that to be um, something that just gets glossed over. Um, but there's a, another reality here that God is very much concerned about your maturity during a time like this. Um, 
as well as your, is, is probably even more than your safety, honestly, or your comfort, or even your physical health. I, I think you could argue that from scripture, but I also could be wrong. But I think he's more concerned about our maturity in a season like this than he is with a lot of other dynamics that we make honestly more important probably than that. Because we see in Romans 8, 28 and 29, you know, that he, I'm going to paraphrase, but, but Paul says in the letter to the Romans, you know, he says that God is working all things. Uh, for the good of those who love him and are, are called according to his purpose, and that God is using all of those things um, to mold us and shape us and conform us into the likeness of Christ. And so we have to remember that in any trial, any suffering that we go through, the, the Bible promises us that it, it will be for our good. It's a promise, and he uses all things. Now, stop for a second. All things really means all things, meaning not just the positives, but also what we would perceive to be negative things. Uh, the Bible promises to use all things for the good of us and ultimately for God's glory, and that those things, good and bad, will actually be a part of the transformation process in molding us to be more and more like Jesus. Um, so that's one thing. And so uh, another thing, uh, you know, for the Christian, I think we must battle our fear with faith. Um, that sounds pretty cliche, probably, but I believe it's true. Uh, we all have fears about different things in this situation, but, but Hebrews 6.19 reminds us that Jesus is actually the anchor for our soul. And, and in the times like this, it's real easy to get swept away, so to speak, in uh, the media, in fear, in panic buying, in even the simple conversations of how are we going to adjust our lives and our routines to a season like this, and it, it, it honestly becomes real difficult to navigate those waters. And I find myself in that place with my own family, having our routine completely stripped out from under us. And now we're forced to come up with a new rhythm and a new routine. And so there's some fear that comes with that. However, our faith in Jesus, who truly is the anchor for our soul, I pray for us, would truly be what helps us remain calm and reasonable. And that others would also be comforted by our calmness. Um, but also curious, too, about how we could be so calm and, and, and reasonable in a situation like this. And so really, uh, I want to encourage you to press in and lean on Christ in this situation. Don't get swept away in um, the everyday waves of the world, the TV, the media, um, stores closing, or whatever it might be, but truly wrestle uh, with leaning into Christ in this season. And one great verse that is encouraging, I think, as well as Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 that says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. You know, it's real, it's real easy in times like this to lean on our own understanding. I think if we're being honest, I know I do that as well. And uh, it's a daily thing. We've got to wake up and say, Lord, reorient my plans, my thinking, my understanding, and my agenda to yours and help me walk in that path. Help help make my path straight because right now it's pretty crooked. Um, so another thing to encourage you today is that for the Christian, uh, I think we must recognize that God often uses suffering and trials, disaster, uh, tragic situations, things like this. He uses them for a lot of different purposes. But I think one of the main ways he uses it is for evangelism and gospel proclamation. You know, we read letters in the New Testament like Philippians and the life of the Apostle Paul was clearly uh, almost dominated by suffering and trials and persecution in various different ways, yet he continually wrote about how those things were actually a good thing, 
and how his suffering brought him closer to God as well as advanced the case of the gospel. And he actually wrote and said, this is a good thing. Even when he was in Philippians, when he was writing about being in prison, he said, this is actually good that I'm in jail because it's served to advance the cause of the gospel. And so as we look at this coronavirus thing, um, and the world is freaking out, where people are living in fear, there's a lot of panic, people are genuinely grasping for something to put their hope in. And, and, and as believers, as we just, as we think about demonstrating and declaring the gospel, what an incredible and profound opportunity this coronavirus situation is to declare to people that the only place that they're going to find the hope that they're seeking is in Jesus Christ and Him alone. And so I, I believe that we have an incredible opportunity as the church to tell the world that Jesus is the one true hope of the world and to display in our own peace in Christ that there is peace to be found in him and others can have that peace through a relationship with Christ. Um, and so I want to encourage you, you, wherever you live, wherever you work, wherever you have hobbies and things, I want to encourage you to look at people and ask them, where, how is the virus affecting your family? How can I pray for you? Um, what are you holding on to in this season? What, what's getting you through? And asking those kind of questions to get at those really deep layers of people's heart and soul. And then be ready to share the hope of the gospel with them. You know, 1 Peter 3.15 is, is so applicable here as well. And it says, But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason, for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. We should be quick to share the reason, which is Jesus, for our hope and our peace during this coronavirus situation and be praying for opportunities to serve other people and to tell them that there is hope to be found and it's only found in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. So that's another thing. Uh, and lastly, you know, for those as Christians, as we seek to demonstrate and declare the gospel, we must remember that to live is Christ and to die is gain. You know, again, in the book of Philippians, Paul writes so pointedly and very challengingly, if we're being honest about the lack of, of, of him having so much knowledge and experience and passion and zeal for a lot of things. Yet he says, I, I consider all those things to be rubbish in light of knowing Jesus Christ. And I think we're being honest, you know, it's real easy to get wrapped up in the fear of the situation. It's real easy to get wrapped up in um, worrying about tomorrow, worrying about family, and obviously those things are meaningful and important and dear to us, you know, family and friends and our lives and our jobs and our churches, and those things are real and those things are important. But I think we have to also step back again and remember that, that the eternity that awaits us because we have hope in Christ and the eternity that is to come is far greater of a perspective to have now um, and so the worst that could happen to us, the absolute worst in this life is that we die, right? That's kind of the ultimate loss for us here earthly, right? Our physical body dies in whatever way that happens. And it's inevitable. We're all, we're all going to die at some point. But even if we do, which we will, uh, the Bible informs us again that our life here on this earth is not the end. It's actually the beginning. And so when our physical body dies here, our soul goes to heaven, we get to be with God for eternity. And that's beyond words. It's beyond my explanation. It's beyond my ability to describe that. But the Bible promises us that that is the hope to which we look for, the coming of Christ or our death and our soul going to heaven with him. One of those two things is our ultimate hope, but it's all put in Christ again. And so I think we need to keep that in perspective that 
that our life is not our own, uh, that we are not citizens first of America. Uh, as Christians, we are citizens first of the kingdom of God. And the Bible is very clear about that too. In 1 Peter uh, chapter 2, it uh, talks a lot about that, that may we not lose sight uh, that we are primarily citizens of the kingdom, that we've been bought with a price, that we were brought out of darkness and into his marvelous light, that we might declare the glory of his mercy and his kindness to us and to the world around us. Um, and so I just want to encourage you this morning that even if we were to lose our lives in this moment, uh, in this season, that truly that would be a promotion for us to be promoted to the kingdom of God, to be in the presence of God for all eternity with all the angels and all the saints worshiping together. Uh, I can't even wrap my head around how glorious that would be, yet uh, in the midst of the day-to-day we sometimes forget that that is the ultimate end of our life, is to be in heaven for eternity. And so I think it just gives us some perspective to think about that. Um, And so hopefully that's helpful for you. I know it's, again, this is a very complicated time. It's very nuanced, but I believe as Christians, you know, from as a pastor's perspective, I want to help encourage people to think biblically about this. Don't just get wrapped up in uh, the storm of emotions, the storm of media or news, or uh, even the storm of, of new dynamics in our lives, but to truly anchor our soul in Jesus Christ and to pursue him and to lean into him and to truly find our rest in him. In Psalm 46, uh, if you've not read that, uh, go read that today. Um, Psalm 46 is an incredible passage that uh, that just encourages us that God is going to be with us even in the midst of the storm, even in the battle. Um, he is in control. He is with us. He's for us. Um, and there is peace and there's hope and a groundedness that comes when we, when we settle in uh, to God's word and let that drive our emotions, let that drive our mind and our thinking and our decisions. So I want to encourage you today, uh, be rooted in God's word so that you can effectively demonstrate and declare the gospel to a world that's very much in need of some good news right now. Thank you for tuning in today. You can find a wealth of resources, including free downloads, videos, book recommendations, sermons, training opportunities, and more at my website, www.displaythegospel.com.